if you see me and I'm just staring at you like blank look, I'm thinking about coloring. Either that or I'm observing your features. And what I'm seeing is where the shadow of your nose lies and so on. So people might find I'm strange. <laughs> Betty Hung. Name on Instagram. Color art by Betty Hung. Age. No, 60. Lives in. Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Family. Husband, son and a dog. Work as. I'm a program manager with a big blue chip computer company. <laughs> Favorite coloring book. Currently, it's insect, uh, Imaginary by Susan Carlson. Favorite pencils or pens? Polychromals. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to an episode of Passionista Colorista podcast. And welcome today's guest, Betty Hang. Thank you. How are you today? I'm good. After we get through the Skype problem, I'm now good. I'm relaxed now. <laughs> yeah, we started with like a half an hour or a quarter of problems with Skype, but now we can hear each other. That's good, yes. You are coloring and doing other creative stuff, and uh, you seem to be a very creative person, but your work is kind of analytic. Yes. I guess that's why I love art so much, because I overuse my left brain. So art kind of used my other brain, my, the other side of my brain. So it's, I'm a balanced person now. You never thought about being an artist and work, work with your right half brain. Yeah, I, I grew up in a very traditional Chinese family. My parents believe artists will be poor and will only be famous after they died. So I'm not allowed to pursue art. <laughs> ah. they, they want me to be a professional, like uh, engineer, um, accountant, lawyer, whatever. Doctor is the favorite in Chinese culture, right? So I just, them, I didn't become a doctor, but uh, computing is okay for them, but artists definitely not. So. I can only do arts secretly. No, I, I just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but you liked art when you were a kid. I love art. Uh, ever since I was a small kid, I would only ask for coloring books and pencils whenever I go shopping with my parents. And at school, I would show off my biggest set of coloring pencils. At that time, 36 is a lot of colors for a kid. And I, I just bring these 36 color of colored pencils to my class and everybody was drooling over it. And that makes me very happy. <laughs> How long have you lived in Canada? 40 years. So I consider myself a Canadian. <laughs> I guess uh, I lived in Hong Kong for uh, until um, I graduated from high school. And then I came over to Canada to attend university, got my degree, got married, got a job, and I stay here ever since. And when you are at work, do you have time to think about your colorings? At work? Oh, yeah. of course. <laughs> 
it's a big stress relief for me. Um, I think about my art actually nonstop. My head is forever spinning, thinking. You know, even when I'm riding in a car, my husband's driving. I have nothing to do. My brain, either I am thinking about. My current work, my future work, or I look at my phone. I take pictures of my work、uh, as I go, as I progress, and I think that's the best thing to do because when you look at your work, even in progress from a photo, you can easily see oh that part need a little bit of adjustment.、Um, so I am always thinking about my coloring, anytime, anywhere. <laughs> am I crazy? No. <laughs> I'm the same. <laughs> if so, I'm crazy too. Yeah, if my if you see me and I'm just staring at you like blank look, I'm thinking about coloring. Either that, or I'm observing your features. You know how I I I don't know. You might see from my Instagram post. I quite like coloring faces, and I don't know how to. I was scared to even try, but then I'd start observing. People in photographs and in real life, and analyze their where the shadow is. And、uh, I would just look at anybody that I'm interested in, and what I'm seeing is where the shadow of your nose lies, and so on. So people might find I'm strange. <laughs> <laughs> you are in good company in this community. Oh, good. <laughs> How did this、uh, coloring book thing started for you? Actually, back in this、uh, December 2015, I went home. I went to Hong Kong to visit my mother, and my sister-in-law took me shopping in a very big bookstore in Hong Kong. It has like four story, and at that time, it was coloring was a thing. I have never heard of adult coloring、um, up to that point. And she said. Have you heard of adult coloring and Johanna Bashford? And I go, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest is history. I left the store with Lost Ocean and a set of 36 color、um, polychromos, and I never stopped coloring since that day. Can you describe the feeling you have when you are coloring in the books? I am happy, like. Just choosing color give me a high. <laughs> It's like I'm so excited. That's why some people said, "Why would you need 120 colors or the biggest set of pencils?" I just open that my my pencils and I look at all these colors, and I'm just happy, happy, happy. And to pick what to use, you know,、uh, any any given time, it challenged my brain, my right side of my brain, so much that. I'm just in the happiest place possible. Where do you sit when you color? I have a den, a study,、uh, which is a very small room, but it's in a very strategic place in my house. So I can sit at my at my desk, face the door, so I can see, you know, my husband coming in, going out, my dog coming in, going out. <laughs> So I don't feel so isolated. I am、um, empty nester.、Uh, my son already moved out, so I have lots of empty space. I have other rooms in the house where I can dedicate to coloring. But I kind of like to be in my den, and my den serves as my office during the day because I work at home. 
my, uh, I'm fortunate that my my employer allowed me to work at home. So my desk is both my my work desk and my coloring desk. So in the morning it becomes a boring work desk with a keyboard, my screen, and the telephone. Um, right after work, all the coloring things come out, and it's a mess. All the pencils water, whatever I'm working on. And then by morning, I clean it up. So <laughs> it's quite a, a strange setup because um, one time my friend said, let me take pictures of you uh, working with your coloring. And, uh, well, that was like in the middle of the day, so it's an office desk. She took pictures, and I've never seen those pictures because it's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you store all of your coloring stuff during the work day then well i have um um kind of a cupboard uh beside my desk and everything go back into that cupboard i try to keep it very tidy so i can easily find my things but there are things that i seldom use like i i i bought i don't know why i bought a lot of pastel things and i haven't really used that much i put it in a toolbox um, and tuck it away in a corner. So um, my coloring books is on a shelf right beside me, so I can turn my head and look at all the books if I'm stressed out at work. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yes. How many books do you have? I counted this morning just for you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I have 64. Is that is that okay? Is that a lot? Or That's not? okay. <laughs> Everything is fine. <laughs> I think I have something like that. A, a bit more, I think. Somewhere around seventy, maybe. Wow. <laughs> I I'm very careful. Oh, actually, I'm very choosy about my books. I don't just buy books because a book a new book come out. I have to at least like a couple of really really like a couple of. Uh, pieces in there before I buy the book. Um, so I sometimes look at, uh, you know, flip throughs on YouTube or whatever before I decide, or I see someone coloring a very beautiful page and I would immediately look and go, what book is that? Do I have it? Um, so I'm kind of choosy. <laughs> so that's why I only have 64. <laughs> but I make myself a promise that I would color at least one page from each book. So I don't have any book right now that sits like uncolored totally. So I can justify all my books if I just color one page at least, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I have the same rule about my books. Yeah. Yeah. And I would never color from uh, cover to cover. I don't have that kind of ambition because it's truthfully, I do not like every single picture in any given book. I can't break myself to waste my time coloring something I don't love, right? Uh, how do you choose what to color next? I'm kind of different. So it depends on what inspired me at that moment. So, for example, I saw a very cute picture. You know, I have two cute cat models, <laughs> Klaus and Cam. They, they belong to um, Laura King. I don't know if you know Laura, but anyway. I know Laura. Duke wife on, on Instagram. Yes. So then I would go, hmm, I don't want to draw a cat from scratch. So I remember there is a few cats in um, 
uh, Hannah Carlson's book or um, Daria's song. So I open those books and go to the cat pages and see if I can find anything that fit in with my image of the cat I want to color. Uh, that's one, one thing that I would do. Or I look at suddenly come across a brochure with a very pretty background photograph. And I go, I want to do a background with that color. Um, but of course, the page has to fit that mood. So I would go look for a page that um, fit what's in my head. Or I go to an aquarium. I saw a little fish. I don't know if you saw my late uh, one of the fish coloring I did uh, not too long ago. I saw a little fish. You know, they come into school and they circle around these huge fish. And then I go, hmm, I should go look for a page with huge fish so I can draw little fish around. <laughs> That's me. Ah. Uh, I could be sitting, okay, this is a secret. Um, I will be sitting in church on Sunday, and my church has very beautiful stained glass. And I was daydream. Okay, I, I confess I daydream in church. <laughs> and I would come home and immediately try to find something that I can turn into a stained glass. So Susan has this horse that um, with a, uh, a nice flower border, but it, in the middle, it's just a circle with a horse. So I turned that into a piece of stained glass. <laughs> so that's me. Susan Carlson, Ruby Charm Colors. Yes. You, you're, so your head are just filled with a lot of ideas. All the time. I think the the interesting thing is I try to fit my whatever's in my head into um, what I color. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't just open a book and say, let me see. You know, I always have something already in my head that I want to fit into the vision. And I have seen that you like to to add things, draw in some of your own stuff in the pictures. Yeah, because um, I took, I went back to, after university, after I started working, um, I went back to university and I took a few courses. I took some watercolor course and I took um, drawing. So I kind of like to draw sometimes. And it's when I add something to a page, I don't mean the artist is not good enough or you know i i have to do something to fix it it's just me <laughs> uh, i suddenly saw these a lot of flowers and i thought well flowers got to have some flower buds so i add some buds but it's it's just me being you know um doing a little bit extra to satisfy my drawing urge but um nothing i don't i hope the artist is not offended by me adding things oh no i i don't know i don't know if every artist like people changing the look of their piece of art right i don't think they mind do you finish one picture at the time or do you can you have a diff more than one work in progress i finish one at a time it's uh, because like i said because i already have something in my head i have to clear my head of that thing first <laughs> I cannot be jumping from picture to picture. That's just so not me. And I work fast. I color a piece like I only color at night on weekends, but usually I can do maybe even like two pieces a week. Wow. 
I work fast, and I have a lot of spare time because my son moved out. All I have is husband and a dog, so they let me color. So <laughs> I have a lot of time. <laughs> But how many hours does it take for you to finish a picture? On average, I would say about twelve to sixteen hours. And do you like to use different mediums in the same picture, or do you use one at the time? A lot of time, I use different. I I always used a water medium as a base, especially for backgrounds. When I first started coloring, backgrounds scared me. I'm terrified. It's stressful. I look at people's、uh, background, and even a peach black background to me looks like a big challenge because I don't know, it's streak. Whatever pen I have is not right. Pencils is. Black pencils is not black enough, so I keep wondering how people do do background. So I always、uh, discovering this、um, Neo Color Two. Actually, it was introduced to me by Katrine at Always Coloring.、Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I hear so much.、Um, the, the the Neo Color Two I've never heard of before,、uh, but I saw a YouTube. And I go, oh, that solve all my problems with backgrounds. It's like the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> 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 so I, it was expensive. I I bought an entire set as a, a treat for myself for my birthday, and、uh, I asked my coworker to order for me because at that time I don't have Amazon Prime, and <laughs> he think I am totally nuts, crazy. <laughs> Obviously, my colleague has left brain, totally left brain, <laughs> and he could not understand why this crazy woman spent all this so much money on crayons to him. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so happy when I discovered that tool. Yeah. Do you still use them a lot? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I said, especially backgrounds.、Um, now they they are not. Easy to use.、Uh, I think usually when I first lay them down, they look like a mess, total mess. And I would go one time. Actually, it was to- such a mess that I almost cried. <laughs>、uh, but color pencil fixed everything. So I then go over with my color pencils on areas that is not quite the color or effect I want, and everything is. Oh well. So so far, I I managed to fix all the scary things that ever happened, <laughs> and I have not abandoned any piece yet. You said that you like polychromos. Yes. Why? People might think I have a lot of different color pencils, but no, I I have a full set of polychromos. I have a full set of Prisma.、Um, Uh, so I don't really have a lot to compare. I have a lot on my wish list, but they are awfully expensive. So anyway, I have these two. And if you have to ask me to pick one, I pick Polychromos simply because they hold a sharp point for longer, and I don't have to sharpen them as much. And my Prisma, I don't know why they break all the time. So it drives me nuts when when I see half my pencil disappear in front of me just. By me、uh, sharpening it, so but then Prisma has some really un- nice color that Polychromos doesn't. So I use them interchangeably sometimes on a piece. I would just switch whatever color works. I use them. How do you choose、uh, 
colors for your page? <laughs> um, it depends. Sometimes I already, like I said, I already have an image of, say, if it's based on a photograph or a big painting I see somewhere, um, then I kind of already know, you know, I want kind of this family of colors. But sometimes I would love a page so much. For example, like um, uh, Susan has this um, uh, mushroom or what do what do you call that mushroom, Chantali mushroom? And I've never colored a big mushroom like that. And right away in my head, I know I wanted orange, a terracotta orange. So I I, I took up this perfect orange color from Polycrumbles, and I colored that mushroom, and the rest just evolved around that orange mushroom. So I don't always have a plan in picking my color. Sometimes I'm stuck. When I'm stuck, I have the known to ask my followers. When I ask for opinion or in a poll, I actually really want help. And I don't know what to do next. <laughs> so I ask for help. And the community is full of wonderful people. And they, they always offer advice. And I would feel terrible if I take someone's advice and not doing another person's advice so I would take all the advice together and put all those colors into it if I can <laughs> because I think you are very good at using a lot of different colors in the same picture but still you get harmony it's beautiful and it, they work together yeah I don't believe in uh, using the same color over and over again in the same picture like if a picture has the same flower I don't believe they should have the same exact same look uh, even if you want to keep to the the same color family like um, in nature when you have a bunch of flowers growing it, it's not likely that well some some flowers do but usually they they have the same color pink a bunch of pink flowers but I still believe you can play with tones a darker purple lighter purple the shading can be a little different to make them a little more interesting. So uh, I like to vary my colors. And uh, um, I think that that kind of defined my style a little bit. Um, the biggest, um, actually, the, the comment that makes me the happiest once upon a time was somebody said, I can pick you out from a lineup because I can recognize your style. I think that's the best comment I have ever got. I just love that. I think everybody should strive to get their own style, no matter what it is, rather than trying to be somebody else's style. Right now, I'm staring at one of your, your King Hare from Medical Dawn by Hannah Carlson. Because there you have done the flowers in a lot of different colors and you have done a beautiful bouquet, bouquet background and the hare have the perfect fur. I won't say perfect, but I spent a lot of time looking at real-life photographs of uh, furry animals. And I follow a lot of artists who do real animal portraits, and I'm still learning. I'm not good, but I think I've improved a little from the first hair i done to this one. <laughs> 
so uh, um, I hope one day uh, I can be better. But I, I really love doing anim- furry animals. And yeah, I, I made all those flowers and mushroom a different color. But in a way, they are still kind of uh, in the same family. Yes, yes. So I vary the tones, but not so drastic to make them like unrelated colors, <laughs> so to speak. Do you remember how you did this bouquet background? This is um, something I actually learned and modified from from Susan because she gave a blog about how she used the wax resist method. So what the theory is that water and wax don't mix, right? So uh, I go, okay, that might be a good thing to to do to create a bouquet background so i i use a white pencil to color some circles ahead of time and then i do my usual neo color to background colorful and then sure enough those little circles don't adopt the same tone of color as the part that doesn't have the the white colored circles so then i go over again with pencils and try to emphasize some of the circles or add new circles and make it more dreamy look. And I think that's my secret. Okay, I'm sharing secrets with you now. Um, <laughs> my secret for doing bouquet, because I always wanted to do bouquet and I tried so many different methods and either they look too artificial. If you make every circle, perfect circles and very distinct looking, it's not believable. It's not really bouquet. So I think this method give it a little bit more dreamy look because some of your background color would get onto the circles, although not in the same intensity. It's kind of, you know, blend them in a little bit more. And the fur, I mean, you say that you were looking at photos of animals, but how do you do when you do fur? Research on my subject. So I look I Google cats. If I'm doing cats, I find a cat that fit into what I'm trying to do. And well, for for my two the Laura King cat models, I already have the photograph. So I would be very careful to to follow the direction of the first, because I you know I, you have to be believable. You have to like. Where is it going up, sideways, and the markings? So I first go over all the the eyes is my the most important thing. Once you have the eyes down, it's already like your work is done to me. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I did the eye of a, a cat, and it's suddenly like some real eyes is looking at me, and I was going, oh, my God, I love that eye. <laughs> Then, then you add the fur, and for just follow the direction lightly with your pencils and build it layer after layer, stroke by stroke. There's no magic; it's just light hand, light stroke, and then you you use black is your best friend. I don't know how many black pencils I've used, and then the black would add the depth, so you feels like you got more, a lot of furs rather than just one layer of thin. Right. So um, it just takes patience. It just stroke by stroke by stroke. I always color my my furry animals with pencils only. 
know what to meet with. How do you get the eyes so realistic? Because as you said, it was the first thing you do. Yeah, again, black. <laughs> so, well, I use different colors on eyes, even the, 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 the human eyes. Um, there are different colors. So I always start with the whatever the lighter colors, then is the black. Even if the artist already draw the, the pupil of the eye, I use my black pencil to color over it. And then I kind of blur the edge because it's scary if your pupil is so distinctive that, you know, you see a round black circle. So I always blur the edge and I do little strokes out of radiating out from that pupil. And then on the other side, I actually talk about this in my blog, on the outer edge of the colored part, I also use my black pencil to go... um little stroke radiating towards the iris and this create kind of a shine it's just and give it depth and shadow and then once that part is done you can ignore the rest the the area around the eyeball the colored part the white part so to speak because nobody really have pure white eyes so i use a little gray to go over it and it gives it a little just to make it feel like rounded right and then the next thing is the area around the eye is usually very black (laughs) even if the artist of course has the outline of the eye I add black and I blur it and it radiates out slowly, gently, and then I add the other colors around the eye. And that makes it kind of a turn into a sphere instead of a flat circle. And as you mentioned, you have a blog? I have a blog, yes. When I first started my blog, I thought I would blog like once a week. Then I go, well, that's too ambitious, maybe once every two weeks. But it seems to take away time from doing what I love best is coloring, right? So I kind of put it off and put it off. But the intention of setting up this blog is to kind of share some insights, some of my tips and tricks. I'm not good. I'm still learning. But I was hoping somebody would comment and you know, share some ideas, right? I really don't want it to be a one-way street and go, well, <laughs> I want a, a discussion, but I don't know if it's successful. I don't think people know about my blog, so to speak. So that's why I become a little discouraged and I kind of neglected it a little bit. But I fully intend if one day I retired, I would do spend more time on my blog. <laughs> and you can find the blog through your Instagram. And you also mentioned that uh, you are one of the members in Susan Carlson, Ruby Charm Colors team, coloring team? Yes. Um, it's, you want to know why, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I want to. <laughs> I just want to mention it and say, ask how, how, how is that? <laughs> I, I come to know Susan because one day I somehow stumbled upon her Instagram And at that time, she didn't really publish any coloring pages. But she, I was so impressed with the way she picked colors. I've never seen anybody who pick colors like her. Like somebody who make green, uh, the blue, brown, and gray work so lovely together. These are colors that 
tend to go like very neutral, boring, right? But she managed to make them go nice together. And I go, I need to maybe suppress my very colorful work and pick more grays and browns. Anyway, I follow her. And then she started publishing her line art. And she was looking for people on her coloring team. I actually turned her down once. I said, well, I don't have time. I'm working full time. But if you need help, I'll help. Just give me a call or a ping or whatever. Um, then she published her book and she asked me again. And this time I go, yeah, I, I actually love her work. And why not? And she is such a nice person. She said, you can still color other people's stuff. You, you know, I, I just cannot find any reason to say no. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm converted. I read on your blog that you don't like blenders. I don't like blenders. I seldom use them. I actually have many. I bought many. Every time I try it, it seems to destroy. It changed my color a bit, too. I don't know. When you blend and push, it's the color changed. It goes darker, and then it has that sheen, shiny. I don't like it. So uh, if I can help it, I don't blend. I blend with my color pencils. I don't blend with a colorless blender. Actually, I, I love the luminous buff titanium. Now, this thing blends really well, but it has a whitish color to it. So if you don't mind that your color becomes a little lighter, it's a good blending thing. Sometimes I use the lightest color, for example, like, a very light lemony yellow to blend. And it adds a little bit of a yellow sheen, which I, I find is okay. Say a flower, a pink flower with a little bit of lemony yellow hint, I think is perfect. <laughs> But I think that uh, if you have good blending skills, you really don't need a blender. <laughs> That's what I think. And if you have a little texture left, it's good. It's a good Thing. It's art. It's not meant to be perfect green, perfect red. You you see a little texture left behind from your pencils. I think it's wonderful. Are there some colors that you never use together? Are there colors that actually doesn't work together? No. <laughs> uh, one time I actually posted something on the Ruby Chime Facebook community, which, which I, I like to share little tips and stuff with the group. That's a wonderful group. I actually showed them that you should have knowledge of the color wheel, but you should not be restricted by the color wheel. Um, I believe that you can make any color go with any color if your blending technique is good. So I offered them a little exercise that I do when I'm watching TV. Sometimes I can't just keep coloring. I have to watch boring TV shows with my husband. So I have a piece of paper and any color pencil, and I just practice blending. I can blend from brown to green to anything you want seamlessly. And that is all muscle memory. Once you get the hang of how much weight you should put in when you blend, It becomes second nature. It's in your muscle. You pull up a pencil and it will automatically, you will have that motion and that intensity. And after that, you can add another layer and another layer and another layer. 
until you are satisfied. If you look at my uh, one of the piece I did, the sea lion, it goes from very strange color to very strange color. <laughs> <laughs> I have not found it yet. <laughs> it has a a blue background that goes to green on the left hand side, and there are two sea lions in the middle and some fish, some orange red fish. <laughs> That was one of my happy pieces because it started out as a demo to show how you can blend from one color to another. And it, once I add the background and the fish colors, I I love that piece. Do you have any favorite tools, coloring tools? Oh, definitely my water brush. Does water brush count? Yes, of course. <laughs> my favorite is, of course, I cannot do without my. My uh, water brush. I have a a full set of very expensive watercolor brush from my watercolor days, but I don't use them on my coloring books because I think these water brush that they invented these days are the best things.、Mm-hmm. I love them. You don't have to keep dipping them in water. <laughs> um, the only problem sometimes is for some reason after a while, um, the water doesn't come out anymore. <laughs> I don't know what parts can be malfunctioned in this simple design, but anyway, sometimes they it get to the point where no water comes out. But anyway, I love them. I have many of them, small, fine, even a flat. Yeah, I love them. My other tool is my sharpener. I have an electric sharpener, and it breaks my heart because I stuff my pencil in there and I lost one third of it. No, that's just the perception. But it's just like as if it eats my entire pencil in no time. Well, it gives you a very long point, but it also eats up like an inch of your wood. So how how many inch do you have in a pencil, right? <laughs> it's just terrible. So I go back to my trusty Faber Castell sharpener, and lately I got、um, Tegal. Yes, I have one of those. Yeah. I bought it because it, apparently I can adjust the angle, so it can be suited to what I need, and and so I try not to use my electric. Otherwise, I don't have many other tools. Oh, I sometimes use ink, you know, Indian ink, gold ink, or white ink.、Uh, I discovered this very pretty gold ink by Karitaki, and. You know, I'm forever intrigued by gold, shiny thing, and all the the metallic pens that I've got, they're not really shiny. They give you this dull gold that I don't like, and I want a sh- a shiny gold that I can that can create very fine lines, like on a vein of the wings of a bee.、Mm. And I bought this bottle of ink. They send it all the way from Japan, I think, and I use the calligraphy nib pen to dip into this ink and draw my very fine gold lines on my finished coloring page. I think it works wonderfully. <laughs> Great tips, because we all love shine and sparkle and gold. It's a craze these days. Everybody wants glitter everywhere.、Mm-hmm. And I, I also have some、uh, glitter watercolors from Karen from the UK, and her mica watercolor is amazing too. 
for bigger areas, I obviously can't use a nib pen for bigger areas. So I used her. Her watercolor is is amazing. And what are your best coloring tips? Uh, well, for for anybody coloring out there, my message is don't compare yourself with another person. Compare yourself with yourself. Look at your work a month ago, two months ago, and today. Have you improved? Trying to copy or imitate other people's style, you kind of lost yourself. You must establish your own style. And my other tips is don't give up too early on blending. Like when you are doing anything, like a flower petal, a leaf, I see a lot of times why people work doesn't look amazing is because they give up too early. You're not done. They say, I'm done. <laughs> But you're not. You can actually add a few more highlights here and there. <laughs> so patient, you'll be rewarded if you're patient. But I don't mean take three days to do three leaves. It's just that sometimes I feel people either are too scared to layer more layers and they give up too early. They declare, okay, Green leaf is done. <laughs> And when I look at it, I would go, mm, I think if you, you know, you add a little bit of highlight here and there, it will be much better. Thank you so much, Betty, for joining. You're welcome. And I enjoy talking to you very much. Yes, it was so wonderful to hear you talking about the art. And I learned so much from you. So, so thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you all that have been listening and uh, goodbye goodbye